Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. God gets all the glory. That's half of our problem, if not 75% of our problem, is just bringing it to him in the first place and laying it down. Amen? He gets all the glory, and we praise him for that. Just a good good morning in music, and I'm so thankful that we had that this morning. I'm going to tell you this. I wonder how many times it's going to take for, uh, for God to come through for us, for us to trust him. I wonder how many times, it's, it's, uh, it's ironic, I got a, a great friend of mine, uh, Michael Weldon, he's, he's visiting here uh, today, and, and uh, he, he'll remember the song, but uh, So You Would Know How Much I Love You. It's called So You Would Know, the song is, and the song basically goes through, and we'll, talk, we'll do the lyrics later in the, later in the service. But here's the thing, the song basically says, how many times do I have to do this or, or do that for you to realize just how much I love you? I, I fell in love with that song some 15 years ago, it seems like, and, and I've, it's been a song that's been so on my heart ever since. But sometimes, sometimes I'm just wanting God to do some things. And, and this past week, as I was struggling through, I, I had, this is no joke, guys, and you hear a lot of this from me, so you know what I do is I, I take the sermon outlines, and if it's, if, I know God's given it to me, but I'm like, Lord, maybe that's not, Maybe that's not what you're giving to me right now. And you stack a four or five sermon outlines that I've gone through, and I thought, man, this is it. I'm ready to go. And, and, uh, and so what I had was a, a morning service and a night service. And, and then uh, Mitchell Patrick called me, got telling me about some good things God was doing in his life, and Lisa and all them. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I got so fired up, I said, I called Kevin. I said, Kevin, how hard is it to switch my sermons? Just switch my sermon. All you do, he said, man, that's the easiest thing you've ever asked me to do. He said, all I got to do is switch it up. So it, both of your, listen, both of the little sets of, of, of note sheets are going to say 11 a.m. service, but I'm going to tell you, folks, I, I switched it. Here's why. Here's why. I got so excited last night in my own worship time with the Lord. I was tired physically, and I got in, and I started, I started looking at this. I said, you know what? I'm just going to switch this up. I want to talk about how many times does it take God to come through in your life for you to finally trust him and believe that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And, and here's the thing. We trust everybody but him. I mean, in all honesty, if I told you that I taped a $100 bill under one of these pews, see, some of you are already looking. No, no, no. See, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. But you start, you started looking and you didn't know whether I was telling the truth. You didn't know. You didn't care. You just looked under there in a trusting voice. And maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't want to see any of the guys crawling underneath the pews, but I'll tell you this. And how, how is it that I can say something like that, Sammy, and Sammy will go crawling under the pews. And how is it, how is it that I can say something like that? And you trust me to, to, crawl underneath there but we can't trust what the word of God says we can't trust when he says he's there for us he's going to come through for us all those things we can't trust him enough that we believe he's going to do it that we can believe physically mentally emotionally spiritually financially whatever it may be that he can still come through for us if you would please stand for the reading of God's holy word we're going to be in numbers chapter 23 I'll catch you up on the story as we, as we go through quite a few verses. Just hang in there. 23, and Balaam said unto Balak, build me here seven altars and prepare here seven oxen and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. And Balaam said unto Balak, stand by the burnt offering and I will go. Peradventure the Lord will come to meet me and whatsoever he showeth me, I will tell thee. And he went to a high place. And God met Balaam. 
He said unto him, I've prepared seven altars, and I've offered unto every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return unto Balak, and thus thou shalt speak. And he re- returned unto him, and lo, he stood by his burnt sacrifice, and he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his parable and said, Balak, the king of Moab, hath brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse me, Jacob, and come, defy Israel. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone, and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like this. And Balak said unto Balaam, What hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. And he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord hath put in my mouth? And Balak said unto him, Come, I pray thee, with me unto another place, from whence thou mayest see them. Thou shalt see but the utmost part of them, and shalt not see them all, and curse me them from thence. And he brought him into the field of Zophim, the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars, and offered a bullock and a ram on every altar. And he said unto Balak, Stand here, the burnt altering, while I meet the Lord yonder. And the Lord met with Balaam, and put a word in his mouth, and said, Go again unto Balak, and say thus, And when he came unto them, behold, he stood by the burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, what hath the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable and said, rise up, Balak, and hear, hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. Listen to this. Listen to this. God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? You may be seated. Praise the Lord. The Word of God is strong. The Word of God is powerful. And here's the thing. Let's go back just a little bit. You guys know if you've been in church any amount of time, you know the story. If you don't, here it is. Balak is the king of Moab. And Balak finds out the Israelites who are wandering through the wilderness, he finds out they're pretty tough. and that They can take on some nations and they can win some wars. This king of Moab is a little worried. He finds out that Balaam is one of those guys that can, that guys can hear from the Lord and will speak for the Lord. That he indeed is a prophet of sorts. And he comes in and he says this. He says, Balaam, I want you to, he, he sends his emissaries, he sends people out. He says, Balaam, I want you to come and curse. I want you to come and curse these Israelites. And Balaam says, I'm not going to do that. Send your people back. So they go back. Finally, they come back with more money and, and higher authority. They come in with some, with some bigger guys and some better, better badges about them. And they say, come on, we, we really need you. And God says to Balaam, says, go ahead and go. They want you to go. You go ahead and go. But you'll say what I want you to say. On the way, on the way to going, on the way on a trip to go, he's, he's riding a donkey there. And God has an angel in his path. He doesn't see the angel. Balaam doesn't see the angel. He's riding on this donkey. The donkey runs into a ditch, then runs into a wall. And Balaam goes to cursing the donkey. God gives the donkey the, the, the ability to speak. The donkey says, what are you doing? Why are you treating me like this? Balaam's shocked, begins to say, because you, you turned me off into a ditch and you turned me into a wall. And he said, what you need to do is you need to look straight ahead. And straight ahead was an angel. And the angel said this, had you kept going, I would have had to kill you, Balaam. God had told him to go. But what the angel was there for was to warn him again, make sure that what you do is you speak the truth when you finally get there. Don't, don't, don't be Balaam. Don't be Ryan. Don't be, don't be any of that. Make sure that what you say to these people is from me. 
So Balaam begins to go, and he goes, and sure enough, he does exactly what God tells him to do. In this instance, he tells them that, that, listen, Israelites are not going to be cursed. I'm going to bless them in the midst of all this. Let me tell you, God came through for the Israelites over and over and over again. The truth is, he's come through for you over and over and over again. Here's one thing. How many times, and I, I, I wonder this, how many times has he put food on your table? How many times has he put food on the table? I, I tell you this, look, 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 I, I got a motto. The heavier you are, the less likely you are to get kidnapped, amen? That's what, that's what I, that's what in my mantra, you know, so I try to put on extra pounds, right? Yeah, but, but here's the thing, I know I need to lose it, and I wish, I wish exercising was as easy as eating, I do. But I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you this. I can, man, I can remember Amy and I, and we, we were, uh, we were just married, just married. And we, we didn't have hardly anything. And it'd be so hard to go into church. We were trying to get, you know, trying to get right with the Lord, you know, we're trying to, trying to live life. And we'd be sitting in church sometimes, man, oh my goodness gracious. And we'd have to write a check. That was back when checks were a thing. We'd have to write a, we'd have to write a check. And we were writing a check for tithe. And we were just really into this tithing thing. We didn't know, we didn't know, you know, we just knew to all this, you know. And we'd write, we'd write a check for, we'd write a check for $40. And I'd look over at it and I'd say, I'd say, baby, that's our grocery money. How are we going to buy groceries if we don't have $40? You know what I mean? How, how are we going to buy groceries? Hey, listen, this ain't a, this ain't a message on money. This is a message on the Lord. Let me tell you. So I was, I was, uh, I, 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 we'd write that check out and I'd look at her and she'd look at me and she'd say, well, baby, there's always Raymond noodles. Amen. You know, <laughs> there's always Raymond noodles and pinto beans and Beanie Weenies, but Beanie Weenies got so high we couldn't buy those, you know? So, so we said, I said, we put that check in there and let me tell you something about God. Let me tell you something about God. If you'll be faithful with yours, he'll be faithful with his. Hey, look, what's, what's the old saying? You've heard me say it before. I shovel in and God shovels back, but he's got a bigger shovel, amen? That's, that's, the, that's the big thing. But I'm going to tell you something. In, in doing that, she and I never missed a meal. She and I never missed a meal. We can, we can, we, if we missed a meal, it's because we wanted to miss a meal. It wasn't because we had to miss a meal. I can tell you, I sat down. I can remember my grandmother boys cooking those, cooking that food. I told you about that last week. I can remember her cooking that food and all that she did for us and all that. Look, 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 look. I can tell you about, let me tell you about the trash bag blessing. Y'all gonna talk about, let me tell you about the trash bag blessing. I get so angry. I don't know where the trash is coming from. You know what I'm talking about. I got a bag of trash a day in my house. I don't know where it's coming from. See, our kids, we have three kids. Only one of them is still living with us, but we have one bag of hefty trash every single day. Who's throwing away this trash? I don't know, Roger. I don't know who's throwing away the trash in my house. But let me tell you something, guys. Listen to me. I throw away more than most people eat in a week. I throw away more than most people can eat in a week. I'm, I'm, we're putting it in the garbage can, and I'm pulling it out, and I'm throwing it down, and I'm fussing at Knox about taking it up to the top of the hill, and the trash can up to the top of the hill. And, and by the end of the week, that trash can is overflowing. I can't even press down the top of, oh, press down, shaking together. God just put that in my head. Press down, shaking together. I just, I look, 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 just pushing down on that top of that trash bag. It's a trash bag blessing, folks. I don't listen. I'm going out here. I'm throwing a look here. Folks, he's doing all this. There's food on my table. How many times? Oh my goodness. And I got it written down. A storage, a storage unit blessing. Everywhere I turn, it's like Dollar Generals. There are storage units. Everywhere I turn, listen to me. You got storage units. Listen, it's time to throw away the old broken lava lamp, okay? It's time, it's time to throw it in the garbage. You go in there, so listen, I got that old velvet painting of Elvis. Throw it away. 
Throw away. Good grief, for heaven's sake. We got storage units. We're paying 50 bucks a month to have junk we don't even know is in there. No, I got no clue. You come looking through there and you're peeling through that. Oh, I forgot all about this. Well, let's, let's get rid of it. No, 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 no. That's my, that's my Aunt Sally's old hairpiece. What? No, no, that's, that, no. No, that won't work. Get rid of it. Moses said, listen to me. If we thought about all the things we should be, but it, the, the fact that in America, the fact that in America, we can have storage unit after storage unit of stuff we don't even use. How many times has he put food on your table? I'd reckon to say, I'd reckon to say, because I know how many times Mountain View puts food on the tables back there. I can tell you this, we eat around here. God has come through time and time again, and I praise God for that. I praise God for that. There's a teacher one time, she was talking to her students. She was trying to teach them latitude and longitude. And she said, suppose I asked you to meet me for lunch at, at, at 23 degrees, Four minutes latitude and 45 degrees, 15 minutes longitude. Well, 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 suppose I asked you to come eat with me. There was silence in the room. Finally, a little girl stood up and said, I suppose you'd be eating alone. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> well, folks, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Nothing, nothing like all that God provides for us. There's nothing like all that God provides for us. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You say, well, what does that have to do with Balaam and Balak? Well, let me tell you what's happening here. At the very end of these verses, he said, who is, who is God? He's not man. He doesn't lie. He's not man that he should lie. If he said it, he'll do it. And here's the thing, folks. If his word says it, he'll do it. But so many times we don't trust him to come through for us. But how many times did he put food on your table? How many times did he bring you peace? Folks, I can tell you there's some folks out here, and, and, and I want to be clear, peace, peace isn't the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of Jesus. There's a big difference. You see, when those, when those disciples, when we're talking about master of the storm, and we're singing that song, and, and Reggie and Carla are up there together, and, and all that they've been through, and all that several of you have been through in here, and, and all that, people come in, they got, they got item after item after item that has happened to them, and are overwhelmed, and J Jesus says, listen, I'll bring you peace in the midst of it. Doesn't mean I'm always going to stop the thunder. Doesn't mean I'm always going to stop the lightning. But what it does mean is I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to walk you through. I'm the master of this storm. This storm can't even happen unless I'm in the midst of all this. I know what's happening here I know what's going on right here and I'm gonna help you how many times has he done that how many times has he said I'm not it didn't it, it, listen it's not entertainment it's not drugs it's not alcohol it's not immoral relationships it's not any of that the only way to get peace is through the master of the storm amen how many times how many times has he been there I wonder how many times I wonder how many times he's helped me pay my bills Folks, there were times when it was close. <laughs> oh, there were times when it was close. There were times when I was running up the last few seconds to pay a bill. There were times when you knew just how many seconds you had. You say, listen, I'll get it in right at the right time just so we can get this bill paid. But let me tell you something. God was on time. He was on time, folks. And there were times, listen, I didn't go without a meal. And there were times that I didn't go without paying a bill. And I, look, I, I kept going. I kept going. God got me through. I wonder how many times. I wonder how many times he's gotten you through all of those things. I wonder times, are you, are you homeless? Are you out of time? Or uh, Listen, listen. Do you have any of these things? Do you, do, do you wonder, oh my goodness, do you wonder, wonder where the, how ends are going to meet? Here's my problem. About the time I think ends are going to meet, somebody moves the ends. Amen. I don't know. Like, bring them back. But here, here's, here's, here's what I want to tell you. God always came through. Johnny, you know what I'm talking about. 
I tell people all the time, listen, when Amy and I got married, we were in a single wide trailer. We were a single wide trailer. She cried when we went in there. And I tell them, says, Lord, I say, Lord, she cried. She was from a middle class family, walked in and she said, what have I married? Amen. <laughs> she, I'm from Barnesville, baby. But we got in that place. I'm going to tell you, there was, we, we, we got to pay in the bills. And I, I've learned something, folks. I've learned something. And, and, and the old folks used to say this. They say, don't, don't buy the $300 purse and have $0 in it. Buy the $50 purse and have $250 in it. You know, that's what they, that's what they used to say. That, you know, they, say, they say things like that. You know, and they, listen, and I know look, look, somebody said, oh, Ryan, you know, money can't, money can't buy happiness. Yeah, but being broke can't buy anything, amen? It sure can't. You got to have something. You got to have, you got to have provision. You got to be able to pay the bills. Balaam says, Balaam says, Balak, listen to me. You want me to curse Israel? You want me to curse these Christians out in this? You know, listen, world, let me tell you something. Y'all might be speaking against us. Y'all might be talking against us. But the Lord God says, I will provide for my people. I provide for the fish. I provide for the birds. I provide for the flowers. I'll provide for my people. I'll make sure they're okay. I'm going to get them through. I'm going hey, to be with them. I'm going to walk with them everywhere that they go. Oh, he's helping us pay the bills, praise God. In the middle of all this, he says, I'll help you through. My fridge is full. Man, I can't even, I, I'll go in there, I say, and look, you, you know this is true, my fridge, my fridge is full. I walk in there, I say, Lord, I open it up. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at stuff. If I'm looking for, how many of you do this? You got a jar or something you're looking for, but you open it up and you ain't digging all the way to the back. Oh, I can't see it, baby. It's in there somewhere. It's beside the fuzzy chicken. That's where it's in. It's, just, it's beside the green fuzzy chicken. Y'all, oh, y'all, oh, y'all acting better than me. Something's fuzzy in your refrigerator. I don't know what it is. But here's the thing. I got so much stuff in there. I got tacos from, from, from February. I got, I got all kinds. I got, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Amy's going to be so mad at me. We do not have that. <laughs> we do not have that in our refrigerator. It's possible, but we don't have it today. Folks, listen to me. Hey, listen, he's always come through time and time and time again. He's come through for me, whether through it. Listen, Proverbs 35 says this, every word of God is pure, and he is a shield to those who put their trust in him. How many of you are going to trust him? How many of you are going to trust that he can get you through whatever it is that you're going through? How many of you are going to believe? I mean, over and over and over and over and over again, he's gotten you through, but nobody seems to want to believe. What about how many times has he woken you up? Balaam says, Balak, God's not human like you guys. He's God. If he says he'll take care of you, take care of you. If he says he'll take care of Israel, he'll take care of Israel. If he says he'll take care of you, he'll take care of you. He'll get you through. How many times did he wake you up? Let me, let me, let me say, some people have to wake up. I, he's not here today, so I can give him a hard time. Some people have to wake up by Bobby Coe. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's rough. Uh, listen, listen. I want y'all, y'all going to get, y'all, y'all just, this is on him today. This is on him today. Because he's going to have to watch this in order to hear this. There was, a, there was three guys one time. Well, it was a, a gal and two guys. And the gal said, she was Miss Universe. She said, I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. Got to the guy, got to the guy, and, and, and he was Elon Musk. He said, I'm the smartest guy in the whole world. I'm the smartest guy in the whole world. Got to the third guy. It was a professional wrestler. He was, he was known as The Undertaker. Ugly as Rip. He said, I'm the ugliest man in the whole world. 
They said, well, we got to figure this out. Let's go to the Guinness Book of World Records and find out if it's true. She comes out. She says, sure enough, I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. So the second guy comes out. Elon Musk comes out. And says, yes, it's, it's official. I'm the smartest man in the world. Undertaker comes out and says, who in the heck is Bobby Coe? Amen? <laughs> Y'all get on him. Y'all get on him. But listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen. 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 The word... The, the word is so strong. The word is so strong. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. How many times did he wake you up? He woke me up this morning. Every day you've been alive, he woke you up. Hey, and you had something that had to be done that day. Either you were getting well, getting healthy or something in the middle of all that. Hey, listen, he was taking you through something. He was marching you through something. He woke you up. He got you up out of that bed. And he said, listen, I'm going to help you. Today's going to be a rough day or today's going to be a good day, but I'm walking right through you. I'm going to wake you up. The sun's going to come up. How many times did you wake up and the sun was shining? How many times did you? Do you know even when the clouds are out there, the sun's behind it shining? You ever been up in a plane and you go up through the stormy clouds and you get above? it and there's that sunshine sunshine hasn't ever stopped shining folks it's been there it's been there for you folks and he's brought you through time and time again how many times has he woke you up listen i get to wake up in the morning beside my best friend we got nasty breath but we love each other and we wake up say hey baby i love you and i'm facing that way and she's facing that way praise god i say baby i love you so much he's my best friend in the whole world I get to wake up, I, I got too many pillows. I have to throw the pillows off my bed. Some people don't even have a pillow to put their head on. I, I got to throw my pillows off the bed. I got too many of them. And I, I just lay on, my, I lay on my toucan pillow and I just, I just continue to dream because God's been so good to me in the midst of all that. He gives me strength in my body. And you say, well, Ryan, not everybody, not everybody gets to wake up. Well, let me tell you something. There's a word in society today called woke. <laughs> I'm not going to preach on that till later, you know what I mean? But some of those, some of those are, they need to go back to sleep. <laughs> Somebody say, Ryan, Ryan, some people don't wake up. What do you say to that? I say this, this is a true story. A mother telling the story about her son, her son was dying from cancer. A little boy. I can't remember if it was St. Jude or one of the Atlanta hospitals. I can't remember which one the little boy was at. But he got to asking mama, he said, said, mama, what, is it scary to die? And she got so emotional, she left the room, she came back, and she had been crying, and she, she grabbed hold of him, and she said, you know what? She, she, she said, you know, when you go to sleep at night, and then the next, you know, and, and sometimes you'll wake up in another room because your daddy has come in there, and he has taken you from one room to the next. He's taking you from one room to the next room. Dying is just like that, son. Jesus is going to come in, take you from one room, and when you open your eyes, you're going to be in another room. God never stops waking us up. He never hey, hey, listen, listen. Sometimes, sometimes I've got my, my eyes are so cloudy, I don't know what to do or who to trust or what to, where to go or where to turn or anything like that. He has to wake me up. Sometimes, sometimes I'm thinking this way or I'm acting that way, and he has to come in and wake me up. Folks, I'm telling you, he's a God who wants to wake you up. And every single morning, he's not failed. He's woke me up. And here I can't trust him. And Balaam says to Balak, you look out at these Israelites, you can keep trying to, listen, look at them today. Look at them today. I know there's all kind of political ramifications and all that out there. I'm not trying to get into it. But I'm telling you, folks, God, listen, if God says, I'll protect you, he means it. And that's what he said in his word, praise God. 
Wakes me up all the time, and I praise God for that. Will he protect my family? How many times has he protected my family? You know what, folks? There's a story of David Brainerd, and he was a missionary to the Indians, American Indians. And he was in his tent one time, and they were coming to kill him. If you ever get a chance to read this story, it'll blow your mind about how much he suffered for Jesus. But they were coming in to kill him one day, and they, 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 they pulled back, just softly pulled back the, the doors, the, 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 the uh, tent, and okay, and they pull this thing back, and they look inside, and there's David Brainerd. He's on his, he's on his knees, and there's a rattlesnake that has gone up on the back of his boot underneath the next boot, and it went under and just kept going, went out of the tent, and went outside as they watched. Later, as David was witnessing to him, he said, they told him, they said, we came to kill you. He said, why didn't you kill me? They said, we looked inside of there, and we saw that snake crawling on your boots, and we realized there must, there must be something very special about you. Must be some, you know, listen to me, guys, there's something special about you. I texted, I texted Keith and Chet this morning. <laughs> Some of y'all already know. I texted them this morning. I don't, have the, I don't have the picture to put up here, but uh, I came in. It was dark all in here. I get here at 5.30 in the morning. I came through the thing. I, I walked out in the hall out here, and I, it was dark, and I wanted to turn on the lights in there, too. And so I went to turn on the light, and I tripped over something. I said, man, these people got all kinds of stuff on the ground, and it's, you know, storing stuff in here. What the heck is this? So I turned the light on, and it's one, of the, it's one of the fake trees, and it's falling over. No big deal. Except that there were two big snakes under it. Yeah. And listen, I don't care. So Johnny gave me fits. He said, probably rat snake. Don't kill a rat If it's a snake, I'm killing it. I'm not running. I'm not running. I'm not scared of it. Whatever. I'm killing them. I don't care. It's a snake. God said in the Genesis, man, this is going to put an enmity between the woman and the snake. He put an enmity between me and the snake. And so, I'm, and listen, there's two of them. And they're coiled up in a big pile. Hey, let me tell you something, folks. I, there's no telling. We, we've had, you say, are we a snake handling church? Heck no. No, we're not stupid. But let me tell you what God does. I got through. I got through all that, folks. I had plenty of people. In fact, I, I texted Amy. I told her, look what I found. I sent her pictures of the snakes. She said, I'll be changing my membership. Amen. <laughs> but how many times, how many times has he brought us through, Sammy? How many times has he brought us through? How many times has he fed us? How many times has he brought you peace? How many times has he walked this walk with you? How many times has he protected you? Oh, folks, listen to me. Some people care more about their sports than they do anything else. I'm going to tell you what. Ichiro Suzuki. This is, a, this is a bat, and it wouldn't be like his. This was a metal bat, but this is Keelan's bat, man. This, I don't want to mess with it too much because that thing, that thing costs some money. But this is a, this is a player. He played for the Seattle Mariners. Over 200 hits in 10 straight seasons. He played 28 years, 14 in Japan at a high-level baseball, 14 here at, at the pro level too. So 28 years in pro baseball. This man, this man was incredible. He, I mean, he, 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 but here's the thing about his bats. He would have them made from wood in Japan, and he wouldn't put them in the bags like everybody else. He would put his, he would put his bats in this, in, this, uh, in this case, and in this case were pellets to keep the moisture out. Oh, man, he was spending all kinds of money. These bats had to be just perfect. But something about those bats, Mizuno made the bats and stuff. But somebody, somebody 
somebody made the bats as such, and, they, and they, they, listen, and, and he, he was able to get all those hits and things, but he t- took more care of his bats than some people take care of their own lives. Folks, I protect, this is family to me. I told Chet the other day, he and I were talking, I said, this is family. God's going to protect us. I'm talking about the world that's going to come against us very soon. I'm talking about the world, and we can't care about that. Listen, I love baseball, I love basketball, I love football, I love all those sports. I'm telling you, but we can't care so much about this stuff that doesn't matter and not care about the souls of men and women. And not care about the souls of men. He's here to protect us. How many times has he protected you and you didn't even know it? And you didn't even know it? Amy and I pray for this church. Amy and I pray for each other every night. Here's the next thing. Will he do the impossible? Will he do the impossible? How many times has he done the impossible in your own life? The impossible. How many times, how many times has, he, has, he, has he gone into your life and there's something that you knew you couldn't make it through and he brought you through in the midst of it? Oh, if I could just meet one person. Oh my goodness gracious. If I could just meet one person, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people who said, there is absolutely nothing God can't do. Balaam says, Balak, listen to me. God is not a man that he should lie. And when he says he can do what he says he can do, he will make it through. You say, I got an impossible situation though, Ryan. That's what he majored in. That is his thing, it's the impossible. Oh my goodness, it is so hard to contain my heart sometimes and knowing what he can do and knowing what he wants to do. There are some people who think of six impossible things before breakfast and praise God for them. But they're the ones who believe God can do it. They're the ones that believe God will work and that God will do what he said he will do, praise God. I give God glory. Whether he's, whether he's parting seas, whether he's killing giants, or whether he's healing the sick, whether he's healing a marriage, whether he's helping them through all of that. Hey, Willie, listen, how many, times, how many times has he fought my battles? How many times, listen, listen, whether you go all the way back and look, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to move through these, but I'm telling you, I get so excited. How many times has he fought your battles for you? You say, oh, listen, I got this battle, and then we get a song that says, lay it all down. How many times has he come through you over and over again in your health, in your money, in your anxiety, in your oppression, in your fear, in any of these things? How many times has he come? How many times have you been on your knees before him? 200 versus 6,000 at the Alamo. 200 versus 6,000 at the Alamo. And they kept fighting. They kept believing. You think about the, the, the Rev- American Revolution, the fact that very few people fought against the British. Let me tell you something, folks. I'm telling you, he is in the midst of these battles and he is helping us. How many times will he save souls? Zephaniah 3 and 17 says, he is mighty to save. Do you know what I, you know what I believe? And listen, I got, I got something I want to read to you. But you know what I believe? Johnny, this is what I believe. I believe revival's coming. Amen. Not just the Mountain View. I want to be clear. I believe revival's coming to every Bible-believing church in America. Amen. I believe it's coming. And I believe, you know what I believe? I believe when it does, this nation will change and turn. But its souls are going to change. That's what's going to change. Inside of us, Wayne, that's what's going to change. 
inside of us. That's what's going to change. And everything that's going on, the revival is going to come. We believe he can still do it. Here's the thing. We're going to walk out of here, man. It's going to be, we'll get mad in traffic going to Norris's. We'll be like, man, why can't this guy drive right? Why can't, no, no, no. Listen, stay focused. I believe he can do big things. I believe he's going to do big things here. I praise God for all he's going to do. But listen, as our musicians come, I want to read something to you. Don't give up on me. Listen to me carefully. I'm going to read you the lyrics to a song, and then I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. It says this. How many times must I prove how much I love you? How many ways must my love for you I show? How many times must I rescue you from trouble? For you to know just how much I love you. Didn't I wake you up in the morning? Were you clothed in your right mind? When you walked, when you walked through the problem, didn't I step right in on time? When you got where you were, you were going, when you went through your journey, my angel carried you so you would know just how much I love you. How many days must I, must I put a fence around you? How many nights must I wipe your tears away? How many storms must I bring you safely through for you to know how much I love you? Didn't I put food on your table? Show up when the bills were due. When the pains were racking your body, didn't I send healing down to you? When you were lost in sin and sorrow, I died to set you free so you would know just how much I love you. Here's my question to you today. How many of you trust him with the problem that you got? How many, after he's done this over and over, the Israelites were walking through. He had saved them. He had helped them. And Balaam says to Balak, you can say what you want. You can try to curse them. You can't curse them. You can try to curse the church. You can't curse the church because the church is going to, the gates of hell may come against it, but the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. He says, oh, would you please just hear me? I'm here for you. I will help you through. I will do the impossible church. Will you just trust him today? Will you just trust him today? What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.